We kick off the week by continuing our positional ranking series. Today, it's the tight ends. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome into the Monday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Welcome back in another fun week of TDN Daily shows here for you. And we kick off this week by diving right back into our positional rankings. If you are just joining us this week and you maybe missed some of the stuff we did last week, we are doing positional rankings 1 through 32, looking at all of these teams' uh, rooms at specific positions and ranking them accordingly. So far, we've done quarterback, we've done running back, and we have done wide receiver. We stay on the offensive side of the ball, and we will get into the tight ends today on the show. And then one more offensive group for us to go, the offensive linemen, and then we will transition over to the defensive side of the ball. And an interesting list for us to discuss here today put the list together yesterday had a nice you know chance to sleep on it makes made some small tweaks this morning to the list and I think the overall uh, takeaway that I have before we dive into the nitty-gritty and go through one through 32 is that there is a clear divide I think in tight end town I think you find yourself in the group of you've got a top tier option and you should be a slam dunk top 10 team on this list just on that fact alone you're a team that either has one to two solid to above average options. Maybe you don't crack that elite tier yet where you've got a really high upside rookie. And then there's the bottom half of the group, I think, in which you have a decent option. You might have an okay depth piece, but overall, I don't think you're going to crack any top 12 lists or top 16 lists just on your individual tight end one alone that kind of pushes you towards the back. And so I'm ready for the debate. I'm ready for the conversation. Uh, And hopefully my methodology that I laid out for you in the beginning makes a little bit of sense as we go through this. But for me, if you were going to get into the top 10, you had to check one of two boxes. You either had to have a slam dunk tight end one that everybody would have immediately if they did a one through 12 list and they just ranked best tight ends in the league one through 12. If you had a guy that was on that list, I think at this position, the weight that I want to I wanted to give to that pushes you into the top 10. If you had one of those players that automatically makes you eligible for the top 10. And then I think there's a conversation to be had of if you have two, I would say at worst good options, right? With some higher upside, then you could also make this list. And I'm looking at this right now. I think there are two teams, uh, three teams that checked that box where maybe they didn't have the slam dunk tight end one would immediately be on a top 12 list, but they had two options where you went, man, that group together is really, really good. And we wanted to give some weight to it. So without further ado, we will get into the one through 32. Again, my early prediction is I've already highlighted the two teams on my list here um, that I think are going to cause the most level of debate. Um, But I also think a lot of this is going to be arguing on the margins. I don't know if there's going to be a scenario where I have a team so widely different from where the YouTube chat, where the listening audience at home uh, feels as if we need to have a very major debate about it. But we will get into the list here without further ado, and we will start with the team that I put at number one. And again, slam dunk, you got to have a tight end number one if you want to be on this list. And for me, when you have the best tight end in the league right now, guy that just won a Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs with Travis Kelsey have to be number one. They've also got Noah Gray who's been a very solid player for them. But at the end of the day, Travis Kelsey being the best tight end in the league for me made it a slam dunk, no doubt. He's got to be number one, and the Chiefs have to be number one in that regard. Number two, I went with a group that, again, I think has a really, really, really good number one, 
but a really high upside number two, and I'm very, very excited to see what it looks like in this new offense that this team is going to be running this season. And this might be a little controversial to some people. I have the Baltimore Ravens with Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely number two because I think they check both boxes. I think you have a really high-end tight end one. I think at worst, if you were ranking tight ends, you're probably talking about Mark Andrews as tight end four in lists. Um, maybe you'd make the case of him over Kyle Pitts. But then Isaiah Likely is a really, really good high-upside option um, long-term to work with Mark Andrews. And I'm excited to see what they look like in this offense. So going into the 2023 season, I think this has got, it had to be a top three in my mind um, because of the the upside with Isaiah Likely. And so for me, I put them uh, number two. And again, I think Andrews is a top three or four tight end option. So when you pair that with also having a really high upside backup option, I think that allows you to kind of go in front of some of the teams here uh, at three and at four. Uh, for me, there were four teams that I think needed to be represented in the top four. Number three for me, again, this is unpopular probably because I'm going to have a, a tight end a little bit lower. Um, but for me, I put the Atlanta Falcons number three with Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith, who they go out and get this offseason be a trade um, with New England. What a high upside backup, right? What a what a high floor backup that you have in John U. Smith. We all know the difference maker uh, that Kyle Pitts can be at the tight end position. Again, we didn't put him in um, the uh, wide receiver conversation because, again, he's a true tight end. Um, Taylor asked in the chat, do the Ravens still have Josh Oliver? No, he he's on another team on this list that we will get to here in just a second as a backup. Um, and for me, uh, Kyle Pitts and John o. Smith, again, you got really two good options. Kyle Pitts, kind of a unicorn at the position. You can kind of use them all over the place. So for me, that was number three. And then the other team that I think needed to be in the top four, and again, if you wanted to flip-flop these two teams, I'd get it. But I needed to get George Kittle uh, and the San Francisco 49ers into the top four. Uh, again, just based on George Kittle, again, he would easily be in that conversation when discussing one of the top tight ends in the league. I think, again, the floor for him on his own would be probably tight end three or tight end four. The backup uh, is Cameron Latu, a rookie who they drafted in this past year's draft class. Um, so they don't have great high upside with the backups. That's what allowed me to kind of so easily put Baltimore and Atlanta in front of them because, again, you got really good number one options but solid number two options. Um, and then when I look at San Francisco... George Kittle, again, there was a certain floor that I wanted to hit where I would be punishing George Kittle on his own too much for number four. So those are the top four, Kansas City, Baltimore, Atlanta, and San Francisco. Um, number five, I went with a with a higher upside team, right? I went with a team that maybe doesn't have a guy that would be on the top 12 list on his own, but you pair it with a guy that they took in the first round in this year's draft class. I put the Buffalo Bills with Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. Again, they don't check the box of having a true tight end one that you would debate amongst the, the top tight ends in the league. But they've checked that other box of having two tight ends that I think have really high floors and can really be impactful uh, in an offense. Number six, we went with the New York Giants. Darren Waller, again, checking that box as tight end one. Um, and then Daniel Bellinger as a really solid backup was really, really good for them uh, last year as one of their starting tight ends. But Darren Waller, a huge difference maker for them. And again, I think another one of those guys what we would discuss as a top six, top eight option at the position. I put them in at number six. Heldy wants some respect for Dallas Goddard. It comes right here. The Philadelphia Eagles are number seven, Dallas Goddard and Jack Stoll. Um, again, I like Waller a little bit more than Goddard um, personally. But again, if you would factor in the injuries, I think some people would take Goddard over. But I like Bellinger more than I like Jack Stoll. And so for me, that was the difference. But these two teams are really, really close with how I rank them. Again, I had them six uh, and seven. At number eight, I went with a team that, again, does not have a tight end one option in terms of top tight ends in the league, but has two really high, I think, tight end twos that when both are on the field are really difference makers. I put the New York Jets number eight with Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzoma. 
Rounding out the top 10, I have Minnesota at number 9, TJ Hawkinson, and as mentioned earlier, Josh Oliver clocks in here at number 9. Again, TJ Hawkinson, too good of a player at the tight end position, I think, to not be inside um, the top 10 at this group. Uh, Number 10 for me, the Cleveland Browns, David Njoku and Jordan Akins. Again, David Njoku checking that box of being an option that I think needed to be represented uh, inside the top 10. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 11. This is betting on the upside of, of Darnell Washington, but Pat Fryermuth and Darnell Washington give the Pittsburgh Steelers something um, that I think not a lot of other teams behind them have, and that's two really solid options, and so I put them number 11. The Jacksonville Jaguars at number 12 with Evan Ingram and rookie Brenton Strange. Again, Evan Ingram doing a lot of the heavy lifting there was really solid last year for them. And it's had a pretty solid career, but really had the breakout um, uh, with Jacksonville uh, last year, ultimately leading to a big contract that he signed there in Jacksonville. I have the New England Patriots, 13 Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. Uh, again, a, a team that's going to have a pretty high floor uh, because of the idea that they've got two solid options in Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. And I see something in the chat from Taylor here who says, I think Pittsburgh will finish the year higher. I agree, Taylor. I agree. But again, going into 2023, I kind of have to grade Darnell Washington on a little bit of a curve, just like I did with Dalton Kincaid. Um, and I have Buffalo 5. If if Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid are both really, really good, then Buffalo is going to move higher up on this list than 5. And then you look at Pittsburgh. If Darnell Washington emerges as a true option for them as well in this offense, they're easily going to be top 10 by the end of the season because, again, they've got two options that I think would easily allow them to go above, let's say, New York. I think they could go in front of Cleveland, Minnesota. I think they could easily go as high as 8 immediately if Darnell Washington ends up being what we think he can be. I've got Seattle at 14, Noah Fant, Will Disley. Again, another team that I think has two solid options. Um, And again, you've got two solid options. That allows you to go in this kind of middle bucket here, this middle tier uh, where I've got you. The Chicago Bears, Bailey, don't worry. They're in this list. They're a top 16 team this week for a position. 15 for the Chicago Bears, Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon. Again, I think two solid options. Are they going to wow you with those options? No, but two solid options that can both play and play at a pretty decent level. Again, that puts you in a pretty decent list. Uh, pretty decent tier, in my opinion. The Arizona Cardinals with Zach Ertz and Trey McBride at number 16. Zach Ertz, again, one of a, a, a premium tight end at this at, at, at the position. Um, maybe not the player he was four or five years ago. Um, and Trey McBride's got a, got, got a little bit of upside, so they're going to be 16 for me. But again, they are one of the two teams that I have kind of marked, earmarked, as maybe we can move them. Uh, that I don't maybe necessarily love where I have them. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers at 17, Gerald Everett and Donald Parham. Um, Gerald Everett, just a really, really solid number one option. And again, this is where we start to get into the list kind of fades away a little bit. And I think you either have to hang your hat on a really good, uh, I shouldn't say really good, a solid number one option that you feel good enough about and you would take that number one option over another team's number one option, or maybe you have two uh, tight ends. The Indianapolis Colts at number 18. Speaking of two tight ends, they've got Jelani Woods and Mo Alley-Cox. But again, I don't think either of those guys really, really uh, stand out as top-tier options that allow them to move up a little bit. And Heldy, reading my mind, says, can I start spreading Jelani Woods propaganda yet? I mean, you can. He's there here at 18 on the list. Um, I like Jelani Woods a lot. But again, I think this the the current floor for these guys is a little bit lower than where we have some of these other guys. Kylan Granson's a great name to invoke as well. So it's a pretty decent room. Again, we can have these conversations at the end when we go through the list if there's a team um, that we'd like to move and Indy feels like a team that we may want to have a conversation about. The Carolina Panthers at 19. Um, they've got Hayden Hurst. They've got Ian Thomas for me. Hayden Hurst does a, does quite a bit of the heavy lifting here uh, for getting them 19th on this list. Was really solid last year. 
uh, in Cincinnati uh, is a really good tight end one option. I didn't want Carolina to be outside the top 20. So I think Hayden Hurst is in that same tier as Pat Fryermuth and Evan Ingram and TJ Hawkinson, those guys that are hovering around the top 10. No, not really. And I think I like some of the other teams' combo rooms a little bit better than just Hayden Hurst on his own with Ian Thomas. So I put Carolina here at 19. Uh, this is a team that we need to figure out what we want to do with. I have the New Orleans Saints 20, Jawan Johnson and Taysom Hill. Are we just, If we're evaluating just true tight ends, I feel really, really good about where I have the Saints at 20. If we're, count, if we're factoring that Taysom Hill is a weapon that they use all over the place and we want to give them credence to that, then I think they have to move up a little bit because of, of the dynamic play that Tyson Hill uh, Tyson Hill brings to the table. Uh, Taysom Hill brings to the table. Um, but I don't know. 20 felt like the, the perfect spot for me to end up with them. Uh, Dallas at 21, Jake Ferguson and Luke Schoonmaker. This is a high upside room that I think by the time the year ends could be much, much higher up on uh, the list for me. Uh, Jake Ferguson going to be the starter there. They drafted Luke Schoonmaker. He might take over at some point. Uh, but a group that I have a lot of faith in long term I think. So they're at 21 for me. Another room that I think has got long-term upside. The Las Vegas Raiders, Austin Hooper going to be the starter, but Michael Mayer also going to draw in there as well as a as a rookie. And that group uh, clocks in at 22. The Houston Texans at 23. Can't wait to hear about how I have the Houston Texans too high, even though I have them 23rd in this list with Dalton Schultz uh, and Tegan um, Quintanario um, as well in that group. Um, Taylor B says, depends how much credence did you give Debo for his rushing ability in the wide receiver ranking? Not much. I evaluated him as a true wide receiver, and that they were they were lower on the list. Let's see exactly where I had them, but a great question about them. Uh, I had San Francisco 14th in terms of wide receivers. Again, if you add, if you if you take Debo as a as a weapon and not just as a wide receiver, they would be a little higher. But just looking at wide receiver rankings, I had them uh, outside the top 10, and I had them at 14th on the list. Um, we have the Los Angeles Rams at 24 with Tyler Higby and Hunter Long. Uh, Higby does a lot of the heavy, heavy lifting there. And this back half of this list, this is this is this is rough. They, these are teams that that I don't know if they have even a number one option. The Washington Commanders with Logan Thomas and John Bates, the Cincinnati Bengals at twenty six, Irv Smith Jr. and Drew Sample, um, the Denver Broncos at twenty seven, Greg Dolchich. They got Adam Trotman. Dolchich is a nice riser, but not enough for me in year one to have him crack this list. Twenty eight, the Green Bay Packers. Again, a team that's got upside, and I think by year's end would be much higher, but evaluate them going into the year. I think I had to put them pretty low with Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. The Detroit Lions at 29, they got Sam Laporta and Brock Wright. The difference maker there is I would just take Musgrave and Craft over Laporta and Brock Wright. That's the tiebreaker there. And the three worst tight end groups uh, in the NFL, I've got the Tennessee Titans at 31. Uh, Tennessee Titans at 30, uh, Chigo Konkwu and Trayvon Wesco and Josh Wiley. Uh, and then it was mentioned in the pre-show, but I think it's pretty clear. These were the, these were the two easy teams to put at the back of the list. The Tampa Bay Bucks at 31 with KDOT and Kokeift, and then the Miami Dolphins at 32 with Durham Smythe and Tyler Croft. I think the Miami Dolphins have the worst tight end room uh, in all of football. So that's the list, 1 through 32. This is where we turn the show over to the live YouTube chat. We have the debates on if there's a team that I got wrong, if there's a team that we want to go back and have a debate on. I would like to first try to pass a motion here at the beginning of the show can we lock in the top four? Can we lock in the top four, Kansas City, Baltimore, Atlanta, and San Francisco? And can we also lock in the bottom two, Tampa and Miami? Can we lock the, that section in? Can we lock in those six teams in, at the spots they're at? And then we can go in and have, uh, have debate. Dakota Smith says, what rank were the Steelers? Ain't no way they, uh, they are in top five. Well, I hate to break it to you, Dakota. We have them 11th right now. 
but we could also have a conversation about them. It feels they were one of the teams, the two teams that I had um, had a conversation about were Pittsburgh uh, and Arizona. Those were the two teams, but I do not have the Steelers uh, in the top five. No. So, okay. So we've locked in the top four, Kansas City, Baltimore, Atlanta, and San Francisco. And we've locked in the bottom two at Tampa Bay and Miami. Uh, greetings to you, Sam Thies, for joining us. Uh, you, you joined at the perfect time as I'm as I'm as I'm slandering the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I have them number eleven. So the Steelers could move up a little bit. Okay, we could file that one away. Um, uh, Dakota, I'm absolutely considering depth. I'm absolutely considering depth uh, when doing this. I have them at eleventh right now. Again, we went through the list uh, first, and now we can have those debates. One of the early things that people wanted to discuss was the moving the Jets down a little bit. Um, moving them down a little bit. And Tyler Conklin and Suju Uzoma, again, I think they're really, really good uh, tight end two options. And and Dakota, I want to make something very clear. Uh, my reasoning for putting Pittsburgh at number 11 is because I think this is splitting the difference between factoring in Darnell Washington at what we think he can be and then counting on him to do absolutely nothing in 2023. I think this is currently splitting the difference on those two things. So I'd be willing to move him and, and move the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, because of Darnell Washington, maybe a spot or two, but I can't get there uh, with top five right now. Um, I think one of the easy things we can do is we can move the Jets down a couple of spots. Uh, th that appears to be something that people uh, didn't really like in real time. Again, I think they've got two solid tight end two options in Tyler Conklin and CJ Ozoma. And I think the depth of that room kind of carries a little bit. Um, but if we want to move them behind Minnesota, behind Cleveland, behind Pittsburgh, um, I, I think I'd keep them in front of Jacksonville. Uh, the, the Jets are eight, Heldy. The Jets are eight. Um, Tuttle says, promising rookies are still improving, so some teams will certainly jump higher by midseason. Mid Agree 100%. And the reason why, and, and very important, Bailey wants to go to the other screen, and we will here in just a second. The reason why I have Buffalo, I have Buffalo higher than Pittsburgh, because the, the reasoning behind Pittsburgh is, uh, you could use the same thing about Buffalo. I think uh, I think Dalton Kincaid is going to be used differently, and that factors into these rankings a little bit. And also, there's a little bit of a bigger sample size of Dawson Knox and what he can be and what he has been rather than Firemuth. Um, and so I think that's kind of the way that I look at it. Um, so uh, we will go to the, we will go to this screen here. Uh, give me two seconds here. I just need to do one thing in order to uh, get this in a position where we can look at it. So okay, we've now got the list open. We've now gone to the what we call the whiteboard screen. I'm down in a little box in the bottom left corner, and then we've got the the Google Doc open, ready to go. So this is a little low budget production here, but this is how we have to do this for right now. Um, so I, I think this is th this is a, a topic of conversation. I'm highlighting the Buffalo Bills for those of you just listening in the podcast feed. Um, we want to look at the New York Jets as well, and then maybe we can move Pittsburgh up a little bit. I think are the first couple of things that we want to address. Um, do we want to do this? Uh, I'll do something for for the chat here. I'll move Buffalo down to eight. We'll move the Giants and Phillies, uh, the Giants and Phillies, the Giants and Eagles up a little bit. Uh, and then this is what this list could potentially look like. And then maybe we do, we do one of these for you. We do one of these for you. We put Pittsburgh eight and we put the Jets in Pittsburgh spot at 12 and we call it a day. I have, I have 33 teams. Who do I have in there twice? I have the, I have the Jets in there twice. I have to get rid of the Jets. So we can make the list look like this. I think this is a better representation of what these two teams could be, having them so closely linked together. Um, solid number one options, high upside rookies as a backup. You combine those together, you, you make those top 10 rooms. This feels a little bit more in line with what we're trying to do. I think this gives the Eagles a little bit more love with Dallas Goddard. I think this is a more true representation of what I was trying to say with Friermuth and Darnell Washington. 
Um, I mean, Sam, Fryermuth over over Knox, yes, but would we take Kincaid over Darnell? I think it's splitting hairs. I, I'm going to keep this where it's at. We're going to lock this in. We're going to lock in the top eight, folks. We're going to lock in the top eight. This is the top eight. Uh, I think if you're ranking what they do in their offense, Jacksonville and Evan Ingram could be a little higher. Um, I, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remove system from this. Um, and I, I did this with San Francisco. This is just kind of based on talent. And so I think, I think this is kind of a fair representation of Jacksonville. Again, TJ Hawkinson, I think needs to be in the top 10 just on his own. Um, Again, I think the Jets have a floor here because they have two solid tight ends. Are they going to wow you? Are they going to be, um, you know, true tight end ones? No, I don't think so. Um, and I think you have to ask yourself, is David Njoku on his own better than both of these guys? Because I don't know how much Jordan Akins really helps. I'm comfortable with this. I'm comfortable with putting Cleveland over the Jets and having the tiebreaker be that Njoku is better um, as a player uh, than Conklin and Uzoma. So we're going to lock this in. We're going to lock in the top. We're going to lock in the top 11. We're going to lock in the top 11 here, which is the earliest I think we've ever locked in the top of a list ever. Makes me feel pretty good about what I've done here so far. We made a couple of tweaks. Um, and Joku was solid last year. And Joku was solid last year. And so going into this season, uh, I feel pretty good about where we've got this. So now we can move towards this part of the list here. And again, we've got 31 locked in. I will. I, how about this? How about we jump to the bottom? Are we good with any of these teams at the bottom also being locked into their current spot? Is there any other movement that we want to do here at the bottom? Because I think I think I think you would just be kind of moving moving um, deck chairs around a little bit with this bottom list. Do we feel comfortable locking in anything else in the bottom and really kind of narrowing our focus of what teams we want to um, discuss and debate here in this middle tier? I I think there's not a ton of movement we can do here um, with this list, but at the bottom. But I I will at least ask the the group if there's something in particular that we would like to to maneuver or or change before I lock in the bottom part of this list. Because I'd be willing to lock in, I'd be willing to lock into like, I think, here. We got two votes to lock down 26 and down. So that's what we're going to do. So we're going to lock in 26 through 32. So now we are debating, we are debating 12 through 25. That's where we're at right now. There was a motion to move Arizona a little higher, to move them in front of Chicago and Seattle. I will say originally I did have Arizona in front of Seattle. Um, and I made a change. I flipped them. Um, I guess looking at it, do you like Zach Ertz more than you like Noah Fant? I think the answer is yes. Uh, do you like Trey McBride more than you like Will Disley? Not really sure. Not really sure. I think I like Zach Ertz and Trey McBride a little bit more than I like. What if we did this? Is this okay, everybody? Can we do this? Can we move Arizona to 15? Can we move them to 15? I think Chicago is a few spots too high here. Okay. I know there was some indie love. So here, I, you know, Gerald Everett's probably a better tight end than Cole Komet. So we'll probably do one of these. We'll probably move them down a little bit. And then we we, we get the Bears into 17. Um, and then Jelani Woods and Mo Alley Cox. I love me some. Trey McBride's still mostly a projection. Yeah, but you got Zach Ertz doing some heavy lifting there, I think, in order to get them in this list. That's why 15 feels good. And I think I would take Noah Fan and Will Disley over. Um, I, I like this. I think I like this new this new stretch. Do we like this new stretch? Jacksonville 12, New England 13, Seattle 14, Arizona 15, the Chargers 16, the Colts 17, the Bears 18. I kind of like this a little bit more. I think I think Arizona being a top 16 team because of Zach Ertz feels right. I think Gerald Everett is good enough. 
Heldy would like to move Dallas down. Heldy, can we lock in the group that we're talking about? Can we go 12 through 18 and then we can we can move Dallas down? If we're moving Dallas down, we'll get to that when we get to it. Let's let's lock in this group. We're, we're doing this in chunks. Heldy is voting for a lock. Let's see here. Is there anything that I... I think I don't want to move Jacksonville any lower. I think New England's in a really good spot because they've got two solid tight ends. And so then there's a tear break, I think, when, when discussing this. And then you really kind of look at... So we're going to lock in 12 and 13 here. And then, and then we'll move from here. Is there anything here in this chunk that really stands out to me? Trey McBride's a projection. No offense, Will Disley are at least solid options. I think Seattle in front of Arizona makes sense. Donald Parham doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Gerald Everett is a solid number one. I think that generates them being in the, in the top 16. Swap 16 and 18. We want to move the Bears back into the top 16? Like the Chargers are weird. Like I like Gerald Everett more than most. And I think that's kind of... I, okay. Let's ask the question this way. If we were if we were to remove, if we were to remove the Los Angeles Chargers, so I will command C and have them in the in the in the in the thing here. If we remove them from the list, where would we put them? Because I think I think Gerald Everett and Hayden Hurst are very similar, right? I think Gerald Everett is much better than Juwan Johnson. So I think I think the floor, I think the floor for them would be here. I think, I think that would be the floor. I think putting the Chargers 20 would be the floor. And I think the ceiling is 16. I think this is the range that they would find themselves in. I have 33 teams right now currently, right? So I think, would I take Hayden Hurst or would I take Gerald Everett? And then I think it's close. And so would I take Parham or Ian Thomas? I'm just going to leave it like this. I don't like the Bears being where they are, though. I think the Bears are too high at 17 now that I look at this. Do we really are we really saying we like Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon more than we like Gerald Everett? Maybe that's what we're saying. Maybe that's what we're saying. I certainly like Jelani Woods and Moali Cox. This is comparing these two teams is perfect, right? Because this is these are two teams that are that are betting on betting on depth, right? You're betting on both options being really good. And so I think I think this is solid. I'm locking this in. 14 through 16 is locked in. We are and we now have the top half of the league locked in. So now we're asking ourselves. What do we want to do with this chunk? What do we want to do with this chunk? The Saints might need to move down because Taysom Hill. They might have to move down because he's not really a true tight end. The Bears, Cole Komet's solid. Is Cole Komet good enough to go above Hayden Hurst? No, I don't think so. We're making a change, folks. We're moving the Panthers up to 17. We're moving the Bears down to 18. And I'm going to lock this chunk in. 17 through, through 19 is going to be locked. So we don't have many teams left to debate. There was a motion to move Dallas down a little bit. Do we want to take Austin Hooper and Michael Mayer? Yeah, Dallas feels like a projection. Hooper's at least somewhat of a known commodity. So we'll move them there. We'll move we move the Raiders up. We'll move the take the Raiders out here of this list. Um I think we can lock the commanders in at 25. I really don't think there's 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 a place to move them. We're gonna lock them in at 25. Um, do we want to move Dallas any lower? Do we maybe want to move the Rams up with Higby and Hunter Long? Dalton Schultz is solid. Shouldn't Dallas not be with the Packers in that pure projection part of this list? I mean, they probably should. This could move Dolchitz up a little bit if we did this too, if we put them like here. And at least because Jake Ferguson is a... We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll get rid of Dallas here. Everybody moves up a little bit. Washington goes up to 24. Denver's up to 26. Then we've got the Saints, Raiders, and Texans. I kind of like this. I like this. I like this. 
All right, we've now locked it in. We're going to now read it, and then we will give one final opportunity for debates. Kansas City 1, Baltimore 2, Atlanta 3, San Francisco 4, the Giants 5, the Eagles 6, the Bills 7, the Steelers 8, the Vikings 9, the Browns 10, the Jets 11, the Jaguars 12, Patriots 13, Seahawks 14, Cardinals 15, Colts 16, Panthers 17, Bears 18, Chargers 19, Saints 20, Raiders 21, Texans 22, Rams 23, Commanders 24, Bengals 25, Broncos 26, Cowboys 27, Packers 28, Lions 29, Titans 30, Bucks 31, Dolphins 32. Kind of want to move two teams. I want to move. I want to move New Orleans. I kind of want to move Dallas up a little bit. I mean, Jake Ferguson is Jake Ferguson. No, I got guys. I can't. I can't. I can't have Denver. I can't have. I no. They've got to go above. Oh, the, the Cowboys have to move. But once you move them past the Broncos, I think it's very easy to slip them past the Bengals, and the Commanders. I'm going to put them here. I'm going to put them at 24. I'm going to have them clear of the Commanders and the Bengals. Because I believe on the I believe in the upside of Ferguson and Schoonmaker going into the year enough to where I think they're a better group right now as currently constructed than Logan Thomas and John Bates. Maybe move the Titans up a spot. Yeah, but once I move them past Sam Laporta and Brock Wright, what's to stop them from moving past Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft? Because it's basically the same thing. And then all of a sudden, Tennessee's not 30, they're 28. So if we did this, that's what the list looks like. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think down in this part of the list, having one solid tight end allows you to stay clear of this chunk. So I think Tennessee moving to 28 is fine. I want to move New Orleans. Swap Washington and Cincy. We really like Irv Smith Jr. and Drew Sample more than we like Logan Thomas. I mean, I, I think we like the idea of Irv Smith Jr. more than we like the actual player Irv Smith Jr. I think Logan Thomas has been more productive than... I, I mean, flipping one spot, I think we're just going to keep it. But I think the team that I really would like to... I think I need to move... The, Saint, the Saints are moving down, folks. The Saints are the Saints are moving down the board. I can't have the Raiders behind the Saints. I just can't do it. I think the Saints being 21 is incredibly reasonable with Juwan Johnson. Okay. New list. Chiefs, Ravens, Falcons, 49ers, Giants, Eagles, Bills, Steelers, Vikings, Browns are your top 10. Then you've got the Jets, Jags, Patriots, Seahawks, Cardinals, Colts, Panthers, Bears, Chargers, Raiders taking us to 20. And then Saints, Texans, Rams, Cowboys, Commanders, Bengals, Broncos, Titans, Packers, Lions, Bucks, and Dolphins to close out this list. And that is your 2023 tight end positional rankings heading in to the 2023 season. And if any type of movement or activity changes between now and the beginning of the season, we will change the list accordingly. Appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day, rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast. We got we have a day off from positional rankings, but we're back on Wednesday with those with offensive line rankings. Need some time to go through those groups. And just the starting five, just the starting five is what we're looking at for those groups, uh, and we will rank them accordingly based on that going into 
the 2023 season. So we've got that to look forward to on Wednesday. But please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Come on back and see us again tomorrow on the show. If you've done all those things, rate, review, subscribe. You can check us out on the YouTube side of things, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You get the pre-show, the live recording of the show, and the post-show, where sometimes we continue these debates into the post-show. If you've done all of that and you're joining us on the YouTube feed, please share the show with a friend. It would greatly help us. Uh, Tell everybody where you listen to the show. Tell everybody that you catch the show on YouTube. Help us continue to grow the TDN Daily community. And so we have a very, very exciting 2023 NFL and college season and a 2024 draft cycle here on this show. I appreciate everybody making this show a part part of their day. Talk to everybody tomorrow.